Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property, it's the location and neighborhood. Homes.com offers in-depth neighborhood guides with detailed video overviews, comprehensive narratives, and unbiased information from a multitude of sources. You thought we go in-depth with player analysis on Fantasy Baseball today? You haven't seen anything yet. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood complete with a video guide. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. When looking at local schools, they offer test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Here's Frank, Scott, and Chris. Well, just another Friday night news dump, eh? Welcome into our first emergency podcast of the offseason, and it's a big one. Frank Stanfield joined by Scott White here on Friday night, December 2nd, and let's just jump right into it, Scotty. Jacob DeGrom, one of the most talented pitchers we have ever seen, is signing a five-year, $185 million deal that includes a sixth-year option with... The Texas Rangers. He is leaving the New York Mets. He's not going to the Atlanta Braves. He will head out to the Texas Rangers. Massive deal here, Scott. We know how talented Jacob deGrom is. Was looking into numbers since the start of 2018. Among qualified starting pitchers, Jacob deGrom, first in ERA, second in whip, third in K per nine, first in swinging strike rate by far. Your initial reaction to one of the best pitchers heading to the Rangers. That's a Big deal in baseball. The best pitcher of his generation, I would say, leaving the only organization he's ever known to this upstart that is trying to spin its way to contention. Of course, the Rangers paid big for Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, John Gray last offseason. And, you know, they're continuing to spend here with DeGrom. Obviously, a risky move. He's made a combined 26 starts the past two seasons. Uh, but you know, that's, that's kind of the, that that's kind of more of a, a, a real world uh, bombshell for fantasy. You know, I always struggle with this because a lot of times the biggest moves that happen in the real world don't matter that much to a player's fantasy value. I mean, Jacob deGrom, it, it 
it still just comes down to, is he going to be healthy or not? If he is, he's going to be the best pitcher in fantasy, probably by a big margin. And if he's not, well, he'll, he'll, he'll be like what he's been the past two seasons, uh, making 15 and 11 starts respectively. So, you know, if we, we want to do the whole thing where we're breaking down, okay, different venue, well, Globe Life Field and City Field rate pretty similarly as far as hitters versus pitchers go. Both leagues have the DH now, so him going to the NL from the NL to the AL, it's not really a big deal either. Um, yeah, I just, uh, you know, we just we just gotta see if he's healthy. I mean, I don't I don't know I don't know what more what I don't know what more to say about it than that. No, I think you're right, Scott. And look, when it comes to elite players. They're elite for a reason, right? They are the best, and they're going to be the best regardless of where they're playing. So uh, I do yeah. agree. It's, you know, maybe I, if anything, I, I, it's a slight park shift downgrade, but again, it doesn't matter. Jacob deGrom is elite of the elite. It, they, they are virtually the same, Yeah. but even if they weren't, it's extraneous, right? Because like right. Jacob deGrom, he's just going to strike everybody out if he's <laughs> healthy. So like yeah. it doesn't even really matter where he's playing. Yeah, I, I guess the only one thing is perhaps... He loses out on win potential, but the Mets have done a poor job of giving <laughs> Jacob deGrom run support in years past anyway. Uh, for yeah. what it's worth, the Mets were fifth in run scored this past season. The Rangers were 12th. Perhaps they you know, continue to bolster their lineup. Um, you know, Maybe a yeah. full season of Josh Young can help that lineup as well. Again, I don't really know that there is much. I agree with you, Scott. From a fantasy perspective, I don't know that there is much to take away. Jacob deGrom is still amazing on a per-inning basis. He is the best pitcher on the planet. Yep. Just can he stay healthy, which is something you referenced. Uh, he has not pitched more than 100 innings. He hasn't pitched more than 94 innings in a regular season since 2019. Over the past three yep. years, Jacob deGrom has missed time due to neck, lat, back, shoulder, forearm, and elbow issues. And we know this past season, he missed majority of the time with that aforementioned shoulder injury. I guess the one thing I'll bring up here, Scott, is the early price tag. Again, there's, I think, been about 50 drafts done over at the NFBC so far to this point. The early ADP for Jacob DeGrom is 38.4 as the eighth starting pitcher off the board. Probably sounds a little bit low for Jacob DeGrom. Pitching has just been pushed down so far, especially elite starting pitchers. Seems like most people are thinking the same way we are, Scott, is that, you know, you want to lean into elite hitters early on and then you jump into pitching a little bit later. But eighth starting pitcher off the board just behind Spencer Strider and Shane McClanahan. Does that sound right to you? Uh, more or less, uh, I I do have him a couple spots higher. Uh, so you said he's he's ahead of who was it again? He is just he's just behind Spencer Schreider and Shane McClanahan. He's just Schreider ahead of Aaron Nola. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I I'd prefer Degrom to Strider. Like Strider hasn't proven his durability either. Right. And I understand. You know, he was great this past year. He wasn't. DeGrom great you know he wasn't uh over the last five seasons a 205 ERA great 0.87 whip 12.2 K per nine that's what DeGrom's done the past five years so and and I understand like that's not the only thing we're evaluating DeGrom on like we're, we're he has to be available in order for those numbers to mean anything and that's been an issue for him Two years in a row. I, I don't hold 2020 against him so much because he still right. made 12 starts in the 60-game season. So really, we're just talking about 2021, 2022, where that's been an issue for DeGrom. So, um, But 
That's more an issue, I think, of uh, Strider's value maybe being inflated a bit rather than DeGrom uh, being overly discounted. I think more or less it's the right spot. I, I, I think I'd take him over McClanahan too because McClanahan had his own health issues at the end of the season and his stuff didn't seem right mm-hmm. in September when he came back. So I feel, I feel like there's enough concerns there for McClanahan too that I'll, I'll just take the who I think is the better pitcher and DeGrom. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, roughly, roughly the right spot, that six, seven range at starting pitcher. Yeah, I think that makes sense too. Corbin Burns, Garrett Cole, Sandy Alcantara, Brandon Woodruff. I have no problem with those names going ahead of Jacob DeGrom. Dylan Cease is one that's also going ahead of him, but you know, I guess we yeah. can save that conversation. Uh, well, yeah, day. I mean, it's kind of... It's kind of it is kind of a bigger conversation because Justin Verlander, uh, there are a few relievers ahead of him as well as Shohei Otani, who's you know more of a DH. But Justin Verlander is the seventeenth pitcher off the board on average, and he's my number one. Yeah, so I don't it's get just it. a little like that. It's such a crowded tier yep. that I think there's not going to be a lot of consensus within it. Mm-hmm. Um. How low is Scherzer? I mean, I know we're kind of getting off track here. He's going and, a few spots after Verlander. Uh, f- yeah, even after Verlander. So so yeah. clearly these old guys are being discounted, at least uh, on this one platform. Right, which is all we have six, to... 61 drafts in. Yeah, which is yeah. all we have to judge on so far. So Right. Yeah. Uh, I guess, look, this doesn't really matter from a fantasy perspective, Scott, but any quick thoughts on the contract? Because I was really surprised here. Jacob deGrom at... 33 years old, maybe 34, turning 34, able to land a five-year deal. I think a lot of people, me included, I expected, you know, three, maybe four years max, very high AAV, maybe around 40 million, up over 40 million. But man, to land five years for this amount of money, really surprised. Great job for Jacob DeGrom. I personally was just kind of surprised by the contract. Yeah, I was expecting something closer to like what Max Scherzer got last year from the Mets, higher average annual value over a shorter period of time. The average annual value of this is 38 about. So that's still really high. Not not as high as Scherzer's was, but still really about as high as we've ever seen. And uh, to get five years out of it, a guaranteed five years, I think DeGrom did pretty well for himself. And I think that's probably just what the Rangers had to do to get him. I mean, you you've, you kind of, if, if you're in the position of the Rangers, haven't been to the playoffs for a long time, uh, certainly don't have, or at least aren't thought to have the supporting cast the Mets do, uh, then you kind of have to, you kind of have to blow DeGrom away to get him. So it's... It's not exactly the sort of deal I saw him signing, but I think uh, I think it makes sense. Oh man, Scott! I just realized I am salivating at the idea of Jacob Degrom versus Shohei Otani. That is going to be a lot of fun out there in the AOS. We did have a trade as well. Actually, before we get to the trade, we'll just mention on the Mets front. I, I know a lot of Mets fans; they feel it's doom and gloom right now. There are other elite pitchers out there. I know it hurts to see someone like Jacob DeGrom leave the organization. He came up with them. That was the only team he played for. Apparently, they are very in on Justin Verlander right now. So if you can put together a Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, one-two punch, that is still 
absolutely fantastic. So we'll see hey, where the Mets I just go said I like Verlander more in fantasy, so there you go. Yeah, let's see. We did have a trade as well, Scott, not nearly as big as a Jacob deGrom signing, but Colton Wong was traded over to the Seattle Mariners in exchange for Jesse Winker and Abraham Toro. And we'll just quickly talk about Colton Wong. I think he's a very valuable middle infielder, Scott, specifically in those 12-team roto leagues where you, you need that middle infield spot, especially you know 15-teamers as well, anything deeper than 12 teams. 251 batting average, 15 homers, 17 steals. He's a fine player. This is a negative park shift, though, and, and pretty drastically, too, going from Milwaukee to uh, Seattle now. Your thoughts on Colton Wong? Yeah, I thought it was interesting, though, uh, StatCast's expected home run number, which we cite often when players are traded. Uh, so Colton Wong actually hit 15 home runs this year. It was a career high. And StatCast said if he had played every game in Seattle, he also would have hit 15 home runs. And and I, I feel like that num- that that stat has gotten better. I, I've noticed there's not the weird thing with Coors Field anymore where the Coors Field expected home run number is really low just because it's it's only measuring distance. It's mm-hmm. taking seems to be taking into I, I mean, I haven't seen anything on this. It's just I'm just going by um uh you know, my own interpretation of what I'm seeing. It, it seems like it's taking into account other things more. Uh so I, I'm not sure the park thing is going to be a big deal. Power's not really Colton Wong's game anyway. Like I said, the 15 home runs was a career high. Uh, he's He gives you a relevant number of steals, and, and maybe he's somebody who'll end up running a lot more with the rule changes. I agree his value is is mainly as a middle infield option in, in rotisserie leagues. So, you know, shallower people who play in shallower leagues – there's not much reason to to care about Colton Long, except maybe as a hitter to stream off the waiver wire every now and then. And yeah, I don't see I don't see a huge change in value for him. Might be a little more interesting for Jesse Winker because he, you know, we part of the reason we didn't like him last year is because he was going from Cincinnati to Seattle. That's an un, un, highly unfavorable park shift for a hitter. And now he goes back to a hitter-friendly park in Milwaukee. I think the biggest uh, the biggest variable for a, a Jesse Winker rebound is, is health, even beyond the, the park thing. The park thing can only help, but I think Winker's biggest, bigger issue, the reason why he was such a disaster in his one year in Seattle is because he was never really healthy. We found out after the year he was dealing with a knee injury, had surgery on the knee after the year. Uh, also had surgery on his neck after the year ended. And, uh, you know, if he's playing through an injury all year, it kind of makes sense that his exit velocity uh, plummeted the way it did. You know, it wasn't one of those issues where, oh, new ball, he's not able to hit for power anymore. The exit velocity itself plummeted for Jesse Winker. And so it didn't seem like he was right, but he still walked a ton as he's always done. He was still close to a 950 OPS guy in 2021. I think there's rebound potential here. For Jesse Winker, and like I said, going to Milwaukee, uh, presuming they don't flip him again, because I saw that speculated out there that they were going to just flip Winker. But presuming they don't do that, I think uh, I think he's kind of a kind of a sleeper. You know, in three outfielder leagues, there's still a chance he doesn't get drafted. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm a little more enthusiastic about drafting Winker than I was before this deal. And we need all the outfield help we can get, Scott, in fantasy. So we will we will take a bounce back from Jesse Winker 
if yeah. you can get back on track. I, I was also going to say there's a lot of like tangential stuff here that's interesting. You know, this wasn't a very big <laughs> real life baseball story, but there's a lot more to talk about it for <laughs> uh, than than with with Degrom. I feel like, uh, for instance, Abraham Toro goes back to the Brewers in this deal along with uh, Winker. And I presume he's going to be the favorite to start at second base for them. Of course, they also have Keston Hira there, who they kind of moved to first base even before he began his struggles. But, I, you know, he played a little second base last year. I don't know why they couldn't give him starts there again. Um, what's going on with the Brewers outfield? Because they had just traded away Hunter Renfro. They have a lot of up-and-comers. Garrett Mitchell we saw last year. Sal Freelick is close. Joey Weimer is close. Um, they, got a, they, got a, they got a lot of interesting pieces there. Uh, there'll be a, they'll, they'll, there will be a lot to monitor in spring training because of that. Obviously, Winker clogs it up a little more. It sounds like the Brewers have a lot of maneuvering still to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know. I don't even know that we can have a good grasp of the situation yet, but certainly an interesting move, and um, and we'll see we'll see where they go next. My first thought, Scott, was that Jesse Winker will DH for the Brewers because he is a dreadful outfielder. But yep. they also have Rowdy Telez, who's not great at first base either. So I'm sure they want to get him some days at DH. I don't know at this point if Jesse Winker is a full time player just because of all the injuries. He's dealt with, you know, look, if he's hitting well, they're going to get him in the lineup. He's really bad yeah. against lefties, too. But I do agree. I think there's some upside there. Uh, very sneaky he's, in five outfielder leagues. Jesse, Winger. he's never really been a full time player because he's yeah. so bad against left handers. Not that he yeah. sits against every left hander. Uh, ultimately, I think performance is going to answer it. Right. Yeah. Uh, how much he plays. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I would expect going into the year. He's he's going to be more like a platoon bat for the Brewers. Yeah. And maybe it's just wishful thinking, Scott. I just want him to be the D.H., so that we could still get guys like Garrett Mitchell and Sal Freelick everyday opportunities to play in the outfield for the Milwaukee Brewers, as well as Joey Weimer, 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 who you mentioned earlier. I, you know, I think it might be Weimer. Yeah. yeah. W-I-E-M-E-R. Yeah. And, and he's a very interesting prospect, too. Lots of power, lots of speed. Eh, strikes out quite a bit. Uh, last point I wanted to make here, Scott, I think Abraham Toro likely to start at second base, uh, maybe to start the season for the Brewers. But a name to remember, they have a prospect in their organization, Bryce Terang. And this past season in the minors, he hit 286, 13 homers, 34 steals. He's played some time at in the outfield, at shortstop, at second base as well. So if they want to give him an opportunity, he played all of his games at AAA last season. I think he's going to be in the mix. So just a name to pay attention to and watch during spring training. Wouldn't surprise me one bit if he is the opening day second baseman for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yep. And there's Estuary... Esteuri Ruiz yep. too, who has played. He's more of an outfielder now, but he's played some infield too and can run fast. Put up huge numbers in the minors. I don't know if the power is really there for him, but he's he's another n- name to keep an eye on in in the spring. All right, first emergency podcast of the offseason is in the books again. Jacob Degrom to the Texas Rangers on a five-year deal, and then we had a lesser trade with Colson Wong going to the Seattle Mariners in exchange for Jesse Winker and Abraham Toro. We're going to wrap there. For Scott, I am Frank. Thank you all for listening and watching Fantasy Baseball today. We'll be back again on Tuesday, hopefully. Bye-bye. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.